0: Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. This is the word of the Lord.
1: All right, well, um, good morning, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Lord's Love Church. It is a delight, as always, to be able to gather here on a Sunday uh, and to worship God uh, with you together. Um, and so, yeah, for those of you who are new with us today, my name is Howard and I'm the a youth pastor here. And I uh, just want to say welcome and glad that you're joining us for service uh, today. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long week prepping for this, but I'm excited. It is uh, still yeah, my joy uh, to be sharing uh, God's word with you uh, today. Uh, as you came in this morning, uh, you probably have received a piece of paper. Uh, this is just a reflection, a reflective um, exercise that we're gonna do afterwards individually on our own. Uh, for those of you who are with us, joining with us online, I will be posting the um, questions on the PowerPoint later. So at the end of the sermon, uh, when we have the time, uh, you will be able to see uh, the questions as well. So I just wanna let you know ahead of time to prepare a pen and paper. And that will be five minutes after the sermon. So today we are actually uh, finishing up a two-part series uh, on spiritual formation and uh, if you guys remember three weeks ago uh, we started off about talking about the foundation what we built our life on Uh, three weeks ago uh, the main idea was that the base of our foundation shapes the outcome of our life meaning whatever that's underneath that thing will be the thing that upholds your life so you want to ask yourself what are you building your life upon is it upon jesus who is described as the solid rock who upholds our life or is it upon the worldly values or possessions of this world which the scripture describes it as sent and i think for us for spiritual formation which is the process of becoming more like christ it is so important for us to be constantly be aware and be mindful of where we are currently at in our spiritual walk and so the first step is knowing what you built your life upon and then today we're looking about what it looks like to have to live life by the spirit when the spirit is walking alongside with us and then we're going to talk look later on into developing tools that will help us uh, to further our faith and our relationship with God. And so, um, there's uh, I I came across uh, this guy. um, Actually, maybe I should pray first before I share the story. It's going to be a long story. Uh, uh, Heavenly Father, um, we thank you for this time, and we thank you that we get to uh, gather and worship you together lord as a community and just very thankful for who you are lord and all that you've done and and for your faithfulness and your love and and god we're here to to hear your word so may your spirit be with us right now to speak to us through your word god in jesus name i pray amen so a month ago i uh, came across a video uh of this guy named joey chestnut i don't know if you guys heard of it but he's an eating contest uh, champion. Uh, and so the, the video that came out was about him eating like 32 or 36 like Big Mac in, in certain uh, minutes, which is absolutely gross. That's why I watched it. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I watched it and I knew about this guy named Joey Chestnut. He he competes and then this other guy named Matt Stoney. And so earlier this year, uh, in July on July 4th, okay, um, and the 2021 Nathan's famous 4th of July international hot dog eating contest. Okay. He, he competed and he won and he actually won the contest 14 times. So this year he beat his own record, finishing 76 hot dogs in a span of 10 minutes, 76, 76. think about yourself. When you're eating, what can you finish in 10 minutes? I can't even finish a bowl of noodles yet, let alone like a bowl of rice. But for 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes, all right? So that's the man right there, Joey Chestnut, 76. As you know, you can tell from the record last year, he ate 75, which doesn't make it any less gross. It's still 70-something, all right? But it's crazy, right, like how much you can consume in your body. and so. Uh, obviously he's being interviewed by it and so from the interview he said people have told me they can smell the hot dogs I really can't but the sweat afterward it feels sticky and greasy my girlfriend says it smells different afterward I'm crazy exhausted and usually my first thing is either I'm thirsty or I want to go to sleep I usually take a nap as soon as I can It's always around four hours after the contest when nature starts taking its course. It's natural, if you eat a lot of food, you're going to go to the bathroom. And and, and Joey uh, mentions about how he preps for it. And so he'll go into a contest super empty with the help of a two-day cleanse that consists of just water and lemon juice. And then he says, my body knows that it's going to be digesting a massive amount of food. No kidding, really quickly. So I make sure it's easy to digest. Most people, when you eat food, it takes nine to 10 hours to really digest it. After I do a cleanse, things are moving quick. It's nuts. But the main point of the story that I want to highlight is that the fact that he ate so much and he smelled like hot dogs, like through like his, like his sweat, he's sticky and it's greasy and it's crazy how our body works. It's crazy that what he f- uh, filled within himself, that was the smell that came out. Likewise, I believe that it also relates to our spiritual journey as well. What we intake will also show on the outside as well. And I firmly believe that as we spend time with God, in, with God and his word and, and, and being in solitude and silence, that, that naturally when we know God and more and connecting with him, that naturally we will become more like him in our attitudes, in the way that we live, and in our character, that we will be like Christ. But on the other hand, if we're not spending time with God, and we're just doing things based on what we want to do, that eventually we'll feel short, that we feel short in life, and feel empty, feel anxious, feel concerned, and even frustrated. And so the question I want to ask you guys this morning is, what are you filling your life with to help you build your foundation, to help you build your life. And we're going to get into spiritual disciplines near the end, but spiritual disciplines, which is habits, are practices that actually help us to engage with God more, to, to, to be able to connect with Him, to worship Him through that, to respond to who He is. And, and, and spiritual discipline, uh, there are a couple of things that are mentioned in the Bible that, that will help us to know how we can connect with Him more. So the big idea of today that I want to present is this, Wrong button again. What fills your heart will influence that direction of your life. What you fill your heart with will shape the outcome of it. Right? Like you need to know what you're building your life with. It's the same concept as the, as the quote that says, you are who you surround yourself with. Meaning that the people that you spend the time, the most time with in a group of people, whoever it is, that the more time you spend with them, that you, be, you become like them. That you think like them, you talk like them, Um, And you maybe value the same things as them if you spend more time. Because people, we're relational beings. People can influence us. Same way is that what fills your heart, whatever it is, whether it's God himself or or the things of this world, that will influence the direction of your life, the decisions that you make. And so it is important for us as Christians in the process of spiritual formation to always come back to God's word, to to spend time with him. And that's what we're going to be looking at. And so in Galatians, you know, 16 verse 26, um, we can see how Paul emphasizes on how important it is uh, for to follow with the Spirit. Um, but before I start, I just want to go through 13 to 15 really quickly. Before Paul talks about walking by the Spirit, he's talking about you, my brothers. We're called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. So what Paul is saying right here is... You were called to be free and what this freedom means that paul is saying is not freedom like what this world thinks to do whatever you want or whatever you feel like that will benefit me and it's all about me 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 but what the freedom that paul is talking about right here is freedom away from being enslaved to our sins freedom from our sins that we're being delivered already because of what jesus has done for us on that cross that we are free and so he's saying because now you're free from being enslaved to your sins Do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Don't start doing things for yourself. Rather, start thinking about other people. Start caring about other people. Start loving other people. That's the true freedom that you should be using it for. And so, in the end, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other, right? When there are more conflicts, when you argue more, you're going to destroy each other. So I say, right? So the question that he's going to answer is, well, what can we do about it? And he goes on, which is the next point. I want to say that the Holy Spirit is God's advocate who helps us overcome our sinful na- desires. And he's going to get into the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. 16, so I say, walk by... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For this flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So, first things first, what Paul is trying to say right here is walk by the Spirit. Uh, the, the, the New Testament usage of the word walk by. Walk is common in the Hebrew language as well, which says, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, halak, which means walk in this way. So walk in this way. This is the particular way or road that you should be following. So, so I say, follow this way in the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your heart. You will not long or desire what the human flesh wants. And by flesh right here, it means human beings. So whatever, this, whatever we want, because within us, we are all sinful beings, sinful beings people. And so if we are following the steps of the Spirit, we will not gratify. We will not even long for what um, or or fall for the temptations of what we want. And so what Paul is trying to say is this, that the Spirit is not just present right there, that He's not just someone who's just standing beside you, but that He's also someone who is leading you every step of the way ahead to further your your spiritual growth and, and your relationship with jesus and then he goes on in verse 17 about why we really need the spirit the reason why we need to need to depend on the spirit is this for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want so both the flesh and the spirit are actually opposed to each other so that you cannot do what you want to do that's good, okay? That you cannot do what you, you, cannot do what you want to do. And the flesh and the spirit are fighting each other because there, there's power and influence that determine a person's life. That's how, how powerful sin can be. And, and when we're not dealing with it, and we're, when we're not relying on Jesus, that, that's what sin can do to us. It can destroy us. And so that's why there's, this is why Paul is saying, you know what, inside of us there's this spiritual battle. And something I want to talk about the law that was given back then it was that the law was intended to be good, as we study in Romans chapter 7, that the law was intended to be good, but it actually made people sin even more. And the reason is because the law only demands that you have to do this, but it doesn't give you that passion, that desire to fully fulfill it but the Holy Spirit now comes into us in our hearts and he's governing us to give us that influence and power and that desire to be able to actually love and follow God and to obey his commands. I just want to say really quick, just reading in Romans 7. And if you guys remember this passage, I'm going to read this. You guys will remember this. Chapter 7, verse 14 to 20. We know that the law is unspiritual, but I am unspiritual. Uh, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. Here it comes. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. And then Paul ends up, this is because there's sin living in me. And so apart from God, the law is useless, essentially, because it gives no drive or power for you to obey. And so this is why God has given us his Holy Spirit, which is a game changer and he makes a huge difference in our spiritual growth. He actually gives, empowers us, and influences us to live a life that actually counts, where we are actually in obedience to God. And so, going to verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. What it means by this led by the Spirit is not meaning that the Spirit leads you only at specific times, here and there or tell you to do specific things only but the fact that the spirit is continually there to to influence and to direct us to the right path that's the power and the work of the holy spirit that we get from from god and and when it says that you are not under the law not under the law does not mean that you are no longer that you don't no longer need to obey the law it just means that you're not driven by the written code of the law anymore. Because the law, again, right, it, it can only demand to say what you need to do, but it has no control or influence to actually make you obey. It's just a written code right there. But the spirit is a replacement of it that comes in and gives you that extra drive to actually live it out. So the point is when our, we, when our hearts are filled by God's spirit, Naturally, I firmly believe that our hearts and our desires change. And naturally, we would become more like Christ. Naturally, our attitudes and our perspectives would change. If we are impatient, we struggle with in being impatient, we could be more patient, right? If we're not kind, then we can be more kind. And the second point is, there we go. No, go back. There we go. Our struggles with sin come from an empty heart. Verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So our struggles with sin come from an empty heart, and by empty heart, I mean that we we have this void in us that we're trying to fill, but we can't fill it. And the things that we feel that are apart from God actually doesn't fill us up. So for example, um, I, uh, Lavelle and I watched this, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched it, but it's called um, Empire Bling or Bling Empire. This really this uh, documentary on Asians in America, that is this filthy rich. And if you watched it, you know that they just constantly want more and more. Like after they get one thing, they'll be happy but they'll never be satisfied and they want the next thing. And next thing you know, they have like 10 cars. And you're like, what am I doing for this, right? And, and it's crazy because what, what it really shows is that even if you have something that is so great and you long for it, even if you get it, you may be happy at that point. But then eventually you will want more and more and more because at the, at the core of it, is that like our hearts are constantly trying to climb to the top of the mountain. Whether it's being finding the best university or getting the best degree or find or you know always being promoted, that constantly that we want something better every single time, and when we reach it, we always want more than that. And so when our and so later on we feel we eventually know that it's not going to fill our hearts that we feel, that we feel really empty, and that's where we commit sin, where we lash out, where we do things that are not aligned with God's will. And so the sins here, we're not going to dive into it like every single sin in here. Not to ignore the sins in here, but our main focus today is on the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. But this, all these sins that are listed here does show that when we're empty, when we don't have God in us, or we're lacking the Spirit, or we're lacking that connection, that naturally we will gratified, that we will long for these things that are not aligned with God. And again, The Spirit is with us. The Spirit empowers us. And something great about the Holy Spirit, as we know, is that the Spirit produces fruits that shape us to become more Christ-like. Very simple. He produces virtues and characteristics in us that closely align to who Jesus is. Again, apart from God, we can do nothing. And apart from God, we can never pursue a righteous conduct or be able to produce fruit to be more like And the fruit of the Spirit right here, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. I believe that right here, all these virtues right here, the characteristics exemplify who Jesus is. And that's why Jesus is perfect. He never sinned. That Jesus is a God who loves, that he's all about joy, about peace, about patience, kindness. And likewise, for us, we can be like Christ as well when, when we're actually dwelling in his word and allowing him to, to shape us, allowing him to transform our lives. You see, when, when God transforms us, one thing I want to point out is that our perspective and our attitude change. And I firmly believe that instead of the attitude that we have to obey, it will become, I want to obey right? Just like in any relationship, right? Friendships or dating relationship or marriage, when you do something for the other person, it shouldn't feel like an obligation to be like, oh, I have to do this. But it's more like, I want to do this because I know you, right? Like, I want to love you. I want to care for you. And I will do that for you. And so likewise with us, we have a relationship with God that we can talk to him anytime and anywhere. And that in hopes that when the Spirit actually changes that we will have this attitude that says, hey God, I want to respond to you. Yes, these are the things that you told us to do, but it's not an obligation, it's a response. I want to do it. And that's what I believe the Spirit can do in us. And so our relationship with God is special. Jesus sent his Spirit, and he's with us every step of the way. So the question that I want to ask is, do we also desire to grow deeper, right? Or are we allowing the the, the business of our lives, whatever that is to consume us. What is it that is taking control of your life right now? Right, and every day of your life from Monday to Sunday, what has been the most time that you spent on, aside from work? Um, you know, what are other things that you are that consuming you that uh, that is taking control of your life? Um, I don't know if you guys ever, you know, imagine um, what it kind of looks like about when the Spirit is with us. Um, When I was researching this, studying this, um, a video about Olympians helping each other came to my mind and I just kinda wanna share and hope that this can kinda give you an image of what it looks like when the Spirit's uh, with us. Um, And so Rachel, if you could pull out that video, that would be great. encourages you i was able to keep watching i know it's a lot of the same thing of people helping one another um, but i hope that this kind of gives you an image of what it looks like when when someone is actually walking alongside with you every step of the way that through your struggles through your weakness and your pain that whatever it is that the holy spirit is always right there beside us, carrying us but yet also leading us at the same time and really, this is why Paul is really emphasizing on the power of the Holy Spirit because that's what the, the Spirit can really do in and through us individual, individually in our faith. So can just imagine with me for a sec, right? Like, like, wouldn't it be great if we grew more patience, right? Like, think about it, grew more patience. Like, even if your sibling or, or your kids don't listen to you, that you have patience with them. You'd be like, that's okay. Or that if someone cuts you off on the road, and you have patience and you're not allowing anger to take control of you. Wouldn't it be great, right? Like, just think about it. If, if you grew more in kindness, that whether even if your coworker or your boss is not doing their job right, that you can still extend kindness to them. Or even if your teacher or your professor is not teaching well, that you can still extend kindness to them. Now how about self-control? That like you know that that snack or that dessert you're not supposed to eat. And you have that self-control to say No. And instead you say it, get behind me, Satan, right? Like, wouldn't that be awesome when we grow more and more with the Spirit, I mean with God, through spending time with Him and, and through following the footsteps of the Spirit. Again, like naturally, I believe that we would be filled. And one last thing I want to share with you. Uh, and, and so, sorry, before that, um, a couple of things that we're gonna, that you can do for spiritual discipline. It's that you can meditate on God's Word. You can give thanks. You can pray. You can give even rest, having solitude time. And I'm only naming just a few. There are a lot. I have actually this book from college that I still keep. It's Spiritual Disciplines Handbook right here. So many different ways of spiritual disciplines, of ways that we can engage with God. And if you want to borrow it, you can just let me know. But, but, but these are great tools that, that you can have to help you further your growth and, and your faith. So the last story we end off is, uh, I, I, um, is that in uh, high school, back in high school, I had a 1990 Toyota Preview, which is older than me, okay? I, I forgot to put the picture on there, but it's this giant, like, van, okay? You can sleep in there. It, it's great. And it's 1990, much older than me. Um, but uh, the, the car ran really well, as, like, for an old car. Like literally when I got my end, I started driving it and the way I drove it, I thought I would kill the car. No joke, like the way I was driving. But that thing ran for a long time. And so um, like we sold the car and I didn't know who we sold it to, but I found out a month ago that uh, it was my dad's friend who's a mechanic that, that bought the car from us and he still has it. It's still running really well too. You see, if you think about the car, Right, The car did not just maintain on its own or runs really well right now on its own. It needed regular service and maintenance to maintain it, to be running the way it is right now. And it's still great. And I always make fun of my parents, even right now at times, because back then they had a Mercedes (laughs) And, and there's so many problems that they always have to bring it back to the shop. But the Toyota Privia, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. And so just think about our faith, what happens? In relation to this if we maintain our spiritual growth as well i believe god's spirit will empower us to do great things for god's kingdom and and that we will live a life that matters and it counts because again what we fill our hearts with will influence the decisions and the direction of our life let's pray heavenly father we thank you for this morning we thank you for your word we thank you for your holy spirit to be uh, with us, Lord, to be leading us and to be on our side to help us fight against the struggles of our sins, Lord. And we're so thankful for that, for Jesus, for dying on the cross and for this relationship. And so, God, I pray that whatever struggles or pain or weakness that we're currently facing in our lives, that we will not try to control it and fix things on our own, but that we will truly try to do our best, the best of our ability to trust in you, to know and to be reminded to believe that your Holy Spirit is with us even right now, that your Spirit will fill our hearts. So may your Spirit continue to lead us. May your Spirit continue to encourage us when we're feeling discouraged. So God, we thank you for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, because we're talking about spending time with the Spirit, walking in step with the Spirit, and spiritual discipline. As, you, as I said, mentioned this morning, um, that you had a piece of paper, and I'm really hoping... okay so this is the last slide you guys have the questions on there but for those of you who are online uh, these are the questions uh, to help uh, guide you as well Uh, we are going to spend five minutes uh, in it but just going to quickly do it uh, the reflective questions is just three questions that you're answering and just to help you to be more aware of uh, of God uh, being at work because sometimes we're so busy that we forget that God is right there or doing things in our lives and in Acts prayer, uh, there's a description on there, just a quick description of what it is. Um, and so you can just pray this on your own or you can write it out, whatever you want. I don't want to restrict you guys to writing. If, you guys, if you're a person who likes to draw and express that way, like feel free to draw. Essentially, just do whatever you like. Uh, this is your time, five minutes with God. Uh, and then afterwards, the worship team is going to come up with uh, and finish off with the response on